You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. On this podcast, I have conversations with people who intrigue and inspire me. We get into the journey of their life, how they got to where they are, and how they deal with the here and now. Because I believe that our feelings of being enough, success, of being loved, valuable, all of that aren't out there somewhere. Once I have this, be this, get this, then I'll feel enough. It's not how it works. It's something that we have to see and claim for ourselves every single day in order to truly feel it. And that's why the podcast is called Claim It. On today's episode, we have Julia Rockowitz of the hand-drawn punny doodle line rock doodles. I love talking to Julia and see how did she launch this brand that is now being carried in major stores like Paper Source internationally. So um, yeah, I loved her and where she's at in her life ended up being perfect for a conversation with me. So let's get into her story. All right. Hi. Hello. So we met at the beginning of this year, and it's yes. now the end of the year. I know. 2019, which is insane. Flew by. <laughs> so crazy. We met in January. We were Was that your first wholesale trade show? Yeah. It was yeah. yours too, right? Yeah. So we were both. I have had products. I think my affirmation deck's been out maybe almost five years now. Oh, wow. Maybe it is five years. And I started with that and would slowly like add things. But I focus on many things in my business. I'm mm -hmm. not just products. And mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to do a trade show, but it also scared the shit out of me because it's like you pay so much money to get a booth and your booth has to be all like perfect and beautiful. And then, but the point of being at trade shows is that's where stores come to buy stuff to stock their stores. And a lot mm -hmm. of that's the only way you can get into a lot of stores. Yeah. Were you in any stores before that? So yeah, I've been in, I've done wholesale for a little while, but not in major stores mm -hmm. and you know i just had like natural contacts or different things like that so i hadn't done a ton of wholesale okay yeah so anyway so that was me signing up to do my first trade show and then i met you there mm -hmm. and that was your first trade show yeah how long had you been doing products how long had you started because so your yeah. stuff is all it's rock doodles yes and they are your like hand-drawn doodles yep. mm -hmm. Yep. with these like they're all puns yeah and so every card so has good. a little illustration and a pun on them it started on instagram and then i would say okay so in july before last july uh-huh um i print i printed my first run of cards and it was only 12 designs and then i was like saying i was gonna wholesale them but i had no idea what to do and i i wasn't doing it so from Jan july to january i was doing like craft fairs and i was going and selling them at like unique yeah. and renegade stuff like that which is that's also yeah like yeah. that's when i first started i was doing more of those mm -hmm. where like you're selling to the consumers at these big like oh look at all these independent makers exactly. selling their stuff especially holiday ones yes. was always like big time and i kind of had this like I thought that my Instagram following was just going to make me sell so much, which is not true at all. So I did one day I did a um, unique 
show and I came home and I was like, oh my God, I just made so much money in this one weekend. Like, why am I not? I should be doing this every weekend. So I started doing a bunch of research and then I found Artisanal LA and that's how I ended up at in Vegas at the trade show. So, but so, so you started just making the doodles and putting them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it was a year or it was two years in this August that I started an Instagram account. I was in a, I guess I'll just be candid because he's probably never going to listen to this, but I was in a not good relationship and I was living with my ex-boyfriend and working for him. And I was- Well, at the time- he was your boyfriend. He was my boyfriend. When it yes, wasn't a great relationship. Ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not so good. So you're working for him, living with him, and it wasn't It was good. just not good. It was like that nearing the end, the obvious end. It was very close to the end when this started. And I realized I just kind of lost myself. I had, I was like living for this guy. I, you know, I was like catering to him, worked for him at his, I was the third employee at his company. I just, my whole life revolved around him. So. One day I came home and was like, I need to find something that is just for me. And I started doodling on my iPad just like to get away when we would come home from work. I would sit in the living room and just draw. And then and I honestly never knew I could draw. I just That's what I was about yeah. to ask. Like, had you always nope, been I never knew. I mean, now looking back, there's like my family has pulled out pictures that I drew when I was a kid and it's kind of funny because they're all really similar to what I do now. But no, I wasn't I studied psychology so you're not like oh i'm yeah. gonna get back to my art no. and draw you no. were just like this will be something like that i can focus on yes. for me like a little escape exactly so i did that and then i started like sending them to friends and then i kind of had this like quiet whisper inside me that was like this could be something but i was so afraid of admitting that i thought it could be something because i thought everyone would think it was so stupid but i made an instagram account and started posting on it and Within like a couple months, maybe by December, someone from Cosmopolitan magazine followed me and then reached out and said, we love your stuff. We want to start. We want to feature you. And that turned into now two years later, they still feature at least a couple times a week on their Snapchat channel. They post one of my doodles that said, and then it says follow rock doodles on the bottom. So that's how my Instagram like has blown up. So they would like was that basically like repost your exactly. stuff yeah, like, in like their they wouldn't feed? pay me or anything like that they would just were but, they like asking you even like can you create stuff around that it was just no, like hey they we would, love your stuff they we're would, gonna share it. yes they would say can you send us the files for these doodles from my instagram and oh, they would okay. send it, and then they would repost them um, with follow at rock doodles underneath and i will forever give them free anything because <laughs> i don't think i would exist without them so that's ha- like what really helped build your instagram oh my god yeah and then uh, obviously the content itself is very shareable like yeah it's all stuff you would send to your friends or tag your friends in so i think those two things combined now i mean now that i think of it they haven't emailed me in a month or so so (laughs) i don't know if it's still happening but (laughs) yeah so yeah and then i started wholesaling at that show and got and then i went from that show Got on a plane. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, straight to New York. New York to like the biggest the like National paper show. trade yeah. show there is. And I was by myself, and I was extremely sick. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I it feel was like there so, was. Yeah, it was like a whirlwind of a month. And then 
I got back and I kind of went into hibernation, which is a whole other story because I was, it's a whole other story, but (laughs) I got sick. And then I basically, so I had a reaction to um, steroids and my whole face like broke out into like the most horrible cystic acne for like nine months i was like not leaving the house it was this is a whole other thing so wait are the steroids something you were prescribed because you got yes, sick i got sick i had strep throat right before vegas and then i was on th- like three or four rounds of antibiotics and um steroids so i don't know necessarily what i think actually what i know but no one believes me except for like one one doctor um is that my gut was basically compromised from all of the antibiotics. Right. And I I did all this testing. Sorry, I'm going off on a whole tangent. But <laughs> I did all this testing and found all this out. So then I went on this whole health journey. And now all my so skin this is year, clear. Yes, this year was on a whole lot. health journey because yes. some medication. Yeah. And now I'm like anti medication, anti-Western medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. That back- happens to a lot of yes. us, I think. Yeah. So, well, let's go back. Yes. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> no, well, I'll leave it. I might touch on that too, but I want to get back to the story. So, all right. So you start doodling, you start an Instagram mm-hmm. account, or you're sending them to friends and people are like, Emily, you start an Instagram account, Cosmopolitan starts featuring you. So it starts growing. Mm-hmm. At what point then, then you're like, oh, okay, I want to make these into cards. I had people s- asking me all the time from the very beginning like where can I get this do you have prints available this would be great cards these would be great I mean I get everything under the sun cocktail napkins like you should make dish towels and so then I started really sitting down and thinking like how do I do do this and what do I even want to put it on and I'm very picky about like the brand and I will never put it on a coaster. I'll never put it on a dish towel. But I separately have also always loved cards. I've okay. always like collected cards. I've lo- paper sources like my favorite store forever. So that's a very cool f- full circle thing. But I have always like whenever I see a card, I buy it and I have a stack of cards that I keep and send whenever. So yeah. it was like a no brainer for me to, to start with cards. To start with cards. Exactly. So did you start like, okay, I'll print these myself? Did you like, how did you even figure out, okay, I, how do I make this be a reality yeah. and to try it out? And were you still living with and working for? No. I moved. So um, I moved to LA in January of 2018. This is 2019. Yeah, 2018. I moved to LA. So you weren't in LA before? No, I was in San Francisco. I left that part out. Yeah. And And I was working in tech in San Francisco. And then I went on a vacation with my family for New Year's. And they were like, you need to move. You need to get out. You need. So I literally picked up my whole life, found an apartment in like a week, moved to LA, was working got a job, was working for like three months and then quit my job. And I had a couple months of like, okay, I could survive for a couple months and I'm just going to try to make this work with rock doodles. And I did. And I'm, yeah. So I did a ton of research to find a printer. And in the few months that I worked here, I was working for a, another brand and they had a printer that they used. And so, and I was in touch with the printer. 
through my job there. So I reached out and said, I know you from XYZ. Do you, would you, and he gave me like their pricing because he knew. Wow. Yeah. So I got in, we did, we worked on samples for like four months. I was very picky about yeah, like, that seems the paper. A bit much and, for cards. I know. Especially if you are the one that's designing. Them. I just like always, I always, I didn't want there to be like a junior version of the cards. And then later I make letterpress or whatever. So Got it. So you weren't like, okay, I want to do this. I'll first I'll try printing them on my home printer and see. No. You were like, if I'm doing this, I am doing this. Exactly. Like the first one is the final. Yes. <laughs> but I have I've actually it's funny, I've actually gone a little bit backwards. The first round of cards I did were embossed. Cause I oh. wanted to do them letterpress and then that was just not gonna be economically Yeah. Yeah. Now I now I don't emboss my cards. I print so many that it's just like, and the lines are very thin. If you yeah, I can't about now looking stuff, at your drawings and cards. I can't imagine them being embossed. Yeah, it was a little bit unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now I don't emboss them. And but I so you worked out with the printer four months, and then that's when you do start like an online shop first or you started yeah. selling them out at events first? I started an online store and did a couple Because you had one on Instagram asking you for stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I honestly wasn't really selling that much and I was kind of freaking out. The first well, round And also of, cards don't cost very much so it's like... You have to sell a lot even to, to be a lot. Yeah, to be successful yeah. and to sustain yourself on... For sure. Yeah, then like... And I really had no... Like I said, I didn't know anything about wholesale... I just, I was living in the clouds a little bit thinking it was just like, oh yeah, my, I really thought social media was gonna like power it. Yeah. And now I guess kind of, but back then, no. Well, what were like. Now I have, maybe then I had 10, 15,000 followers, okay. which you would think is a lot, but now I have like 45,000 and it's. Good, but I don't, I never rely on that ever. Yeah. And you also can never tell because people will be like, make this, make that. You run and a, then they run, it, run a poll. Would you buy this? So there's like a hundred yeses and then you make it and like, uh, well, five people. It. Exactly. <laughs> you oh like God. really don't know. And it is like making products is, is really like scary for Super. me. And that's what I'm like. Even for paper, I'm like, paper costless, but then you still have to order. You have to order things in such high quantities to make the right price points and all of that. So it is like such a weird world. And it's so amazing to have some product, a physical thing that people love and buy and want. And then, but you just don't know. If, or suddenly people stop buying it. Oh and my gosh. I know. And now, I mean, the one blessing about paper is it's very compact. So, like, I can't imagine. I don't know what you how you right. do your mugs and everything. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, <laughs> right. So even. even the amount of space it exactly. takes up to be able to like pack the orders exactly. yourself and fulfill them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so then what? So you so what allowed you to try it was a bit of naivete. Yeah, and I think coupled with I really just knew it was gonna work. Somehow I was going to make it work and it wasn't going to happen overnight, but I still feel like that. Like it's not at maybe the spot where I thought back then it would be now, but it is growing and it is going to work. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even from 
that's what I think it's amazing how, like I said, I met you. That was your first trade show. And you definitely like could tell you were like, like, even though it was my first trade show, you seemed like you were much newer to even like, okay, like here's the line, this, Mm -hmm. that or whatever. And that you I've seen. Yeah. Like grown. We've done so many trade shows since then. Mm -hmm. And even that to me takes like, I think that takes like such guts. Thank you. To, so I was impressed with you just for the fact that you were at that trade show and then going to the what I thought like is the biggest paper mm-hmm. trade show that you can be at yeah. going to the New York one from that mm-hmm. with like not fully like knowing what you're doing and maybe not having like oh because they'll be like you have to have this many cards and you have to have this many things and yeah. like you know there's a lot of like you must do this have this yeah. things or just that investment of spending the money I know. to pay for the stuff and then hoping, well, you're going to make your money back because all of these stores are going to order from. Oh, but if you they don't order from you, that's part of the relationship building <sighs> process. So you have to keep showing up and keep spending $10,000 oh on a trade God. show with the hopes that, you know, like soon a big store will pick you up, which it did. Paper source mm-hmm. picked you up and that they now place major orders mm-hmm. consistently, which is amazing. So it worked out for you. But how are you able to like, yeah, be like, okay, I'm doing this. And like, it's a lot of money to believe in yourself Mm -hmm. with the hopes that other people will believe in yourself too. Well, luckily I had, I had a little bit of help for, I went a couple months just on my own. And then I had some family that were like, we want to help you financially so that you can make this happen. So that, so that was when you were still like, that was when before you had done a trade show, yes. like, but when you were like committed, yes. I don't have a job. Otherwise make there was no work. way I would have been able to do them. Um, and now the business is sustaining itself, not making like the biggest profit yet, but it's sustaining itself now, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I, That's just kind of my personality. Like I've always, once I get my mind on something, I'm going to do it. And I, it's actually what I'm now realizing is my, um, I don't know, is Achilles heel the right thing? Like it's my biggest, it's my strongest quality, but also hurts me. I am like, I, I have to be the best at everything. I have to know everything. I, I don't ask questions. I figure it all out on my own. Like meaning like you don't ask questions like Instead of asking other people that might know, yes. well, then I mean, I like I did two trade shows without. I mean, without asking, I probably had we had calls before the Vegas trade show, and I sat on that call and probably had a list of questions, didn't ask a single one because I didn't want to be looked like I didn't know the answer oh. already, and that's a huge issue. Yeah, of mine. but I always figure it out by doing research. But I probably hurt myself a little bit by not just asking for help. So yeah, yeah, I'm the opposite way. I ask so many questions. I know. I remember. <laughs> well, I remember that about you, and I admired that you were asking me, and I was like, "Why are you asking me? I don't know." <laughs> I just ask everybody everything, which is why I now have a podcast where I'm like, ask questions. I'm like, I like to know things, even if they have nothing to do with me. <laughs> but yeah, I've always been that way, and I remember like, um, my first career was I was a live sound engineer. Oh, no wonder you have a podcast. Well, (laughs) yes and no. Um, But so, and I like weaseled my way in somewhat into that world. Mm. I worked in, I I knew I wanted to do sound, but I didn't even know what it was called. Wow. I knew that I wanted to control what you, what people heard at concerts, what I heard at concerts. Wow. And so I, 
I got a job. I moved to Chicago and got like was studying to do music business in uh-huh. college because that was the only thing I could figure out that would fit what I was like going to do because I had mm-hmm. no idea what the hell it was called or what it was. And I got a job at the the retail store at House of Blues with the intention because they have concerts upstairs every night. Oh, okay. So yeah. I got to know the production crew, the sound engineers, the lighting guys, like the people that work that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure what you guys do is what I want to do. And the production manager was like, who was like a real like rough guy, mm-hmm. like older guy, like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 there's Jim Darden. <laughs> like, I mean, he's great. I have the heart of gold. But, you know, like yeah. a lot of people in that personality are very like totally. rough and rough like, and don't tumble. mess with me. Yeah. And, like, who do you think, you know? And um, he was like, sure, come hang out. So I came and hang out and was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I even had like another office job and I quit that because I wasn't able to get there and to see the whole load in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I'm like, yes, this is it, what I want to do. But I didn't know a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And so I very much was like, also, by the way, it's man's world. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, yeah, rough guys mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was 19 years old. <laughs> a girl and I I didn't know anything but I wanted to be a part of it and they would be like okay so Trisha's here to help out like like let me help let me help but I didn't know anything like they'd be like go get a you know can you go mic the snare drum and I'd be like what's a snare drum drum? (laughs) can you get us a boom stand what's a boom stand like I didn't know anything oh my god and I had two choices I could pretend that I knew and try to figure it out or watch other people. And I just really saw like, it's so fucking hard to ask questions. It's still so hard for Mm -hmm. me to ask questions. And I'm still such a question asker Mm -hmm. (laughs) and ask. And I used to really suck with asking for support. Mm, Yeah. And now I've gotten a lot better with that, but it's still very uncomfortable. But to me, I always was just like, if I ask, then I'll like, no, if I try to like pretend and make it up, then I'm probably like, losing time i'm probably what if i mess it up and i like lose their respect and i would also see some other newer people that would just try to act like they knew everything and then a disaster would happen Mm. and i just very much was like i don't know anything but i want to my problem is like deep rooted because i realized that my not asking for help is because i don't trust that anyone will even so if i were in your shoes there i wouldn't ask for help because i would think they don't even know the answer and they're going to tell me the wrong answer how crazy is that but even in that example where like i'm working with people that like are being paid to I be know, there that that's, that's their how... career that you would think they're not going to tell me which is the right mic stand i don't know no they probably where do you, would. Or do you think like they won't tell me cuz like they're going to mess with me like sort no, of thing cuz like think... they obviously would know which is the boom stand if they're asking for it i know you're right that in that example for sure I guess for me, it's shown up with like, okay, I guess with with greeting cards, for instance, I I really don't have like anyone in my life or even in my business life that is a go-to person for this. Like, I don't know anyone in this industry. So with like how to, where to find a printer, like there was no one to ask. I didn't know anyone to ask. And I didn't believe that anyone in my life would know the answer. And someone probably did, but I was just... No, I'll figure it out on my own. I'll do it on my own. And it took me way longer probably because I, and I'm really just realizing all this very recently about myself. So and so, so wait, so you think it's a deep, so you believe that I'd, I, nobody else knows? I don't believe you- that. I'm realizing that I've, I've treated people like that. I've put people in boxes and like only, I haven't 
left my boyfriend said this the other day to me which i thought was so good i don't leave a lot of room for people to surprise me in my life Mm, like you you just like which i think a lot of people do this you just Mm -hmm. make up that's who that person is and they're always going to act this way and they don't know anything and they're never going to like change sort of thing like that or like there's just there there's no way they would know about that or you know yeah so i'm realizing that and becoming aware of it and and now i'm like okay now i'm gonna just ask questions or i don't know put myself in situations where i normally wouldn't or whatever so it's cool what about so you said yeah when you were starting printing you didn't know anybody did you ever think about asking a company that you saw because that's actually what i did i started the affirmation deck and that was i don't think i knew anybody now decks of cards are a thing and Mm -hmm. oh my god i've gotten 800 million emails over the years you have a deck of card how did you make that happen I didn't know anybody back then. And all the ones I knew were like from a major publisher, like, oh, Mm -hmm. hey, house, put out this person's book. And then they made the book. Mm -hmm. But when I started to venture into other things, like I went to art prints after that and I wanted gold foil. There was some company I like followed in Texas. And I was like, how do you make? Yeah, I like reached out and I talk in some and that's the paper industry. I've found that most people are very friendly. And so some people will be like, no, I'm not telling you anything or I'm not going to tell you who prints my stuff. Because, of course, then they're like, oh, no, then they're going to make something that's competing with me or something but i don't ever feel that way Mm because everything's so different and it's more like everything's unique in its own way and Mm -hmm. then if somebody was gonna like it's not like they're gonna steal my design and get it done by the same printer if they did then like that's their shitty character like Mm -hmm. but you know i can somewhat still be protective of like oh my sources but to the most part i'm not because Mm -hmm. i had people that i did reach out and be like hey i want to make art prints how do you do that yeah and that somebody was like oh here this is what we do or you know like this or they would give me either their person or be like you want to find this kind like some people people write to me how do you make a letter press i go well i use a local printer you want to try to find somebody that's local what you could do is find somebody that makes custom wedding invitations they might also that they're likely mm-hmm. do letterpress like mm-hmm. so but i was like this is the printer i use but yeah. i asked paper companies you know, that i knew that i i, I did that too. i didn't personally know i yeah. actually did ask maybe two different companies only like two and they didn't respond and i think that was yeah. like all right well fine i'll do it myself you know got it and but yeah i mean I still very much have struggled with that. I mean, with just admitting that I don't know. Admitting I still, that you don't know. Yeah, that I just don't know everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it, actually, that's funny. I talk out of both sides because I say I really have no idea what I'm doing. I said that the whole trade show. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Yeah. But what I, But at the end of the day, I also am like, well, yeah, I'll figure it out. I know. I'll do it right. And my, you know, yeah. So I don't know. I'm learning a lot about myself, which is like helping my business. But yeah, it's really all internal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that you running this business has been like a great teacher about yourself. Yeah. And now, and I'm starting to realize I don't, I want Rock Doodles to be self-sustainable and exist for as long as possible, but I don't I'm realizing that it's not maybe not the thing that I'm going to do like my sole thing forever. Yeah. And but I'm very much realizing the role it's playing in my life in terms of just teaching me and growing me as a human. So that's really cool. So how do you come up with these doodles? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you and that also, I feel like I noticed 
I saw something on Instagram one day, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or something like that. What did you call it? Like, is there something that you just do a way of doodling or like a time that you like don't put pressure on yourself that's like crap doodles or something like that? Like, I feel like you you said something remember. like, oh, the other day I did uh, quick and bad that maybe that. Yeah. yeah. Quick and bad. Tell me about so that. So I really just, I, I mean, I have a list in my phone that probably has 600 ideas and wow. I'm always adding to it. And then I used to draw like so every day. So you just day. like get ideas about puns or things you want yes. to draw? So I, I think of the pun first and then I draw based on the pun. So you have like a list in your phone of, of different puns, puns that exactly. you think of. And People will say things all the time and I'm like, there has to be a pun in that and I'll write a quick note in my phone and think of it later or I'll hear one and or now people send me ideas all the time and I'll like tweak them a little bit. But the quick and bad actually got from another artist. A couple a lot of it's like a thing now on Instagram. A lot of artists are doing this where they post a poll or when where people can submit their own things and it says what do you want me to draw quick and bad and then people send in suggestions and then it's just like a one take doodle and so i did that a while ago and i actually one of them is going to be on a card soon it it ended up being fun and just like no pressure yeah it's that is an interesting thing i used to draw every day and now it's like my job and so right. it's not really as fun and so I'll go like a month without drawing anything and then because I'll take you're a putting weekend. like pressure on yourself yeah. of like oh I have to make like the next best-selling card or the biggest like Instagram share exactly and it's just like yeah I don't know I just published a calendar too and that has 365 puns in it and then I just submitted the art for the next year's calendar. Oh, wow. So I had another deadline. So now I'm like, I don't have to draw for a long time because I have all the art for that that I can share on Instagram. Right. But yeah, it, it's very much a job. And so it's, but I, although the creative side of it is really fun for me, the business side of it is like, I'm more passionate about the business side of it. So I don't really mind not drawing all the time. But then there's moments So you're where not like, Oh, I, you know, because I think some people are like artists that get into it and then they do this and then, oh, now I'm like running a business exactly. and like they're missing that time. Yeah, mine's kind of the other way around. Like I love the business side of it. I, I would honestly, this sounds so bad, but I would never draw again if I didn't have to. Like I don't need it, but it's really fun and fulfilling. So I maybe I do need it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I love the business and figuring out like, you know, the next product and the margins, all right, of that. Like, I love yeah, it. Yeah, like managing all the yes. like back, like, oh, okay, getting this order out or managing the wholesale exactly. orders or yeah. Yeah, figuring out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love design. I, and I love, I've always loved design, but I definitely have major imposter syndrome when it comes to design. So I'm more, I'm much more interested in like typography and stuff like that. So now I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if you've seen on Instagram, but I'm kind of been exploring that but i am so adamant about keeping my brand identity consistent and so i'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me like how do i keep rock doodles consistent and you know explore other avenues with art so yeah it is funny in like the imposter syndrome and with artists because i think like it's amazing that your yours are like doodles but they're still they are but there's so many art 
artists out there or brands Mm -hmm. that are hand-drawn or handwritten things these days that are not like beautifully perfect Mm -hmm. everything like yeah I can't even think of it right now but I feel like there's just like even me because I have I bought like the apple pen Mm -hmm. to be like oh I'm gonna start like do some of my sayings Mm -hmm. in my handwriting and I'll be like this is like pro got procreate <laughs> yeah, an I apple pen <laughs> and i'm like no my handwriting is terrible <laughs> no i don't like these and and for me it's even being like well okay am i being too harsh on my handwriting but also like i i actually really like my just using the font that i like yeah. and the color, like you know that i'm like oh maybe i just could use this for fun or like where can i try to like be easier on myself like am i trying to fit it into like okay i'm not trying to be the perfect hand drawn had written person but like uh, then like too messy it's just like an interesting thing cuz even like yeah but i'm like well also maybe i do like people that do handwriting but that's just not me i mm-hmm. love that i can quickly type my words into into the program I type it in and then like I do mess around with like oh the spacing and the color and the letter spacing and that and like Mm -hmm. which can still take a long time and like do I want it to be black or white like I only use like two or three colors (laughs) and it's still like in one font and I I can be like that but it's like to me I'm like oh I think I like this but I was like am I just trying to pressure myself into like Mm -hmm. being a hand-drawn person because it is really cool yeah but I think that there are so many, yeah, like that's what's amazing. Like you can be an artist and it's not like perfect. And that's when you were like said the fast and bad. I was like, how are these even bad? <laughs> I know. I know. That is true. And I'm, I think it's really important to remember what you just said. There's so many artists. It's whatever style. I mean, you can call a freaking line with a dot next to it art no like in there are like there are things like out there totally i mean one of my favorite instagram accounts is called shut erp urp and she is like just this girl in australia i'm obsessed with her and her stuff is like stick figures and it's so real she draws like a person with something stupid next to it that he says or whatever and she is blown up and now i mean she's sustaining her whole life she does everything from her room but she has clothing wow. and oh she really? is like wow i but yeah it's the same thing it's like this isn't like maybe doesn't take a skill that you think you would learn in school but it is a skill and it's original and that's what yeah makes it, you know yeah and it's like you could that she if she could be trying so hard like oh i need these beautiful drawings or something like that and then it was that that's also i wonder if like the pressure we put on self like I saw somebody else some somebody that I follow recently was like sharing by like oh by the way like this post took this long for me to create and it was just I don't it wasn't she's not an artist so I was just like a word post and like with caption and everything like she was trying to be real about Mm -hmm. the business side of being an entrepreneur and like Mm -hmm. social media which it is true Mm -hmm. but then I was like that's great oh, but sometimes like I just get a thought and I go type it and I'll send and I'll like, and I'll, you know, type it and then upload it to my phone Mm -hmm. and post it and quickly write a caption Mm -hmm. in five minutes. Mm -hmm. So I think a part of me started to question like, am I not giving my work and my words enough time? And I was just like, no, like everybody's different. And I'm like, there are some posts that I am like, oh wait, no, this word isn't working right. What am I trying to say? Like, what am I feeling that I can get out there? Because yours are puns, mine are like, mindset deep like thoughts insights so it's like things that i'm feeling how can i is this one word express it differently 
Like if I say, I'll be like saying stop, but I don't want it to come off as too I'm talking at somebody. So maybe can I try this with a different word? No, I really think this does need like stop. Mm. Like so sometimes posts will take me a longer time, but I think that a part of me was starting to then be like, oh, to be a writer, to be this or to be that, I have to take this much time. Or I'm now starting to write like my first book, my book proposal. Oh, wow. And I'm like, it's going to be so hard and it's going to take so long because that's what everybody tells me. And the proposal part is different because it's like a different animal. But when I actually mm-hmm. do the, oh, I want to start writing a chapter. Oh, I just wrote a chapter in an hour. Yeah. Is that allowed? Is that, that's not, oh must God, not be I enough totally because everybody talks feeling. about how hard, like, I'm like, wait, could I, how fast could I write a book if I just wrote the book? Yeah. But like, I'm living into the idea. It's going to be so hard and it's going to take so long. I the mean, hardest part there's... is actually stopping everything else that I'm doing. I'm getting a lot of things done in my life. <laughs> because I've given myself this hard deadline. I'm like, oh, before I write today, I really need to change that photo I haven't changed in three months and I need to order this. Like the oh procrastination. Oh my I'm God. like, I am getting the book proposal written and I'm getting a lot of really random tasks done I while I pro- procrastinate. That's so funny. <laughs> I was so thinking funny. about that last night. I was at Barnes & Noble and there were books on the shelf about like current politics. And I'm thinking, oh my God, someone must have written this in a month. Because right. this thing happened like a couple weeks or right. a month ago. Right. So I don't know. I mean, there, especially just, with social media, there is so much pressure. But I think what you're doing is you're just being yourself. And that's really all right. we can do is be ourselves. So it's like Maybe I'm not doing so hard because I'm just like, oh, it's my own thoughts and yeah. my own this. And like it's a thought or struggle I'm dealing with. The mindset thing I'm trying right now. And it's that's not what I'm people trying are going to relate to. And that's what it's usually like. I am trying to serve everyone else. But it's generally because it's a thought I've just caught myself in. And but so, if like, you have it guarantee someone exactly else so i think that's why i'm like oh i'm coming to things from a different like place and it's because i am really tuned in to mm-hmm. what i'm thinking and feeling so then i can access it and turn it around faster. yeah and that's i mean that's why you're doing what you're doing and that's why your business revolves around you know all of these sayings and i don't know what do you call them affirmations sayings because and affirmations yeah. you are in touch with them and not everyone is but you post it and you're real and then someone says oh my gosh i feel the same way but th- you know you draw out of them so that's so cool yeah but that's even in that it's like knowing i can get wrapped up into like oh i need to make these things fancier or this and that mm-hmm. you know like okay i just stick to this What's one font and these like yeah. two colors and like that that's something i had to focus on to stop making things harder on myself mm-hmm. and like oh this should be this way and this should and that you know like i need mm-hmm. to be cu- like like trying to make it harder to based on what other people and brands are doing yep, and then I, I just had to create like a very like a narrow focus for myself so that i can't allow it to come through me faster and put it through than mm-hmm. like weighing it out on this and that you mm-hmm. know yeah i totally get that it's me trisha here popping in because I wanted to tell you, if you didn't know, if you don't have it, I have a daily inspiration app that you can get on your phone. Go to the Google Play or the Apple App Store, type in Own Your Awesome or Your Duologist, and it'll pop up. It's hundreds of powerful thoughts and affirmations. You can set a timer in the app so that you'll get a reminder to check it. Maybe it's at 7 a.m., maybe it's at 2 p.m. Check the app, pull a card, but you can come to it at any time. Just open it up and see what card you get. You can hit show me a card. You can swipe through. You can hit your favorites. You can easily share from the app. Send notes to your friends, to social media. 
There's even a journal in there so you could write your deepest, darkest thoughts and nobody's going to find it there. It's nice and safe and private. All right. So the card I just got is everyone will have an opinion on how to live your life and what choices to make. But the most important voice to listen to is your own. Yes. I'm going to hit show me a card again. Bliss happens outside of your comfort zone. Next card I got. I love and accept all people fully as they are. I hold space for their choices without judgment. So as you can see, lots of different topics, lots of different things. So you might get the card you need or you can swipe through. But most of the time people say that it's magic and they get exactly what they need. So it's only $3.99, one-time purchase. That's like cheaper than a coffee these days. I mean, come on. And there's hundreds of powerful thoughts. Own your awesome. Type it in or follow the link in the podcast links. Own Your Awesome in the Google Play and Apple App Store. And also you can gift it. How cool is that? Back to the episode. So now go back to the fast and bad doodles. Mm -hmm. Those are fast and bad, but they looked great. So then when you actually are drawing the doodles, like you're you're making the calendar. Okay, I need 365 Mm -hmm. different puns, different doodles. Are you able to like relax but like do you find yourselves in times where you're putting your pressure on yourself like this I have to really like yes oh my god I just luckily I just came back from a vacation and I couldn't really do much when I was gone so I had time to draw and then I drew on a plane for literally like 10 hours straight but yeah sometimes I'll say like I have to do 30 today and that is like I mean, I'm good. And usually if I do like one or two, I feel accomplished. So 30 in a day is a nightmare. But yeah, I that's why I will do like 30 and then I'll go a month without drawing. Just kind of. But is that because like you think it's like I'm talking about like that pressure that we put on ourselves, like even before I get writing, like let me do all of these other things. Because once I actually start the writing, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And this isn't that hard. 100%. You know, so it's like that you'll be like, okay, like you keep putting it off and then like until you're like, I have to do 30 because in your mind, it's such a big thing. Yes. And then when I do it, I'm like, well, this feels really good. (laughs) Why have I not been doing this? This feels so creative and fun. And yeah, totally. And that's why I love the quick and bad because in my mind, there's no pressure around that. I can just do one take thing. No one will know or no one will think it's bad. I'm definitely concerned of with whether people think what I do is bad or not. So that's a whole other angle to what makes me put put it off. But oh, like, and is that the pun or the drawing? No, I think the drawing that you're concerned about. What would be- for sure, I'll, I'm a little bit concerned sometimes if it looks good, if it looks like skilled which I'm not skilled. I didn't go to school for this at all. I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. But also how it will perform on social media. Like, will people want to tag their friends in this? Is this only funny to me? Is this like too niche of a joke? You right. know, all these. And then I realize when I just let go and not care, it, everything obviously works out always and none of it really matters. Yeah, no, that's what I always like say that like, the when I'm doing the thing, like it feels great, but like the getting up to like, oh, or even like, I have a podcast today. What am I going to talk about? Or the like this or just like whatever it could be like that, like we can live into that. So that I'm constantly always trying to be like, okay, well, you're not there yet. Or like, I'm sure to be fine. And remembering like once I'm like, 
there. It's like in the doing. Like, oh, it's gonna be so hard. What am I gonna write? I have to. Uh, I really have to get back to writing. I have to get back to writing, and so hard. Wait, but let me do this other thing and this other thing and this other thing. And then oh when gosh. I, you and have- like remembering how I feel when I'm doing it helps me to like create totally. that space and totally. actually show up and do it. Have you heard of the book, um, The War of Art? Yes, I haven't read it, read it in a very long time, but somebody gifted it to me like nine years, nine or ten years ago. Yeah. I've, I've read it a couple of times and given it to so many friends. It's so good. For Remind it. me. It's all like- about resistance and dropping resistance. And one of the things that I will never forget about it, it talks about imposter syndrome a lot. And it says that if you don't have imposter syndrome, that's when you're probably an imposter. Like if you <laughs> right. think that you have it all figured out, ding, 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 me, uh, <laughs> you, you obviously don't. But like real, not real, but like all, all artists, all writers, all creatives, all people struggle with thinking that they're not good enough at some point or another. And the minute that you think you have it all figured out is when you probably don't, you know? Yeah. Otherwise. I don't know. It's a really good and you can read it in like a day. Yeah, it's like a short little book. I'm like, I'm visualizing it, but mm-hmm. it's been so long that I'm like, I don't remember what he actually yeah, talked about. I think about. the subtitle is like something about like dropping resistance to break through creative blocks or something like that. But it's really, really great. Yeah. Another thing I thought of when you yeah posted the fast and bad, I have a friend who like was my original designer and her, so she's an artist. And she got a tattoo written in very like, not bad, but yeah, kind of in like, not great, like sort of like handwriting mm-hmm. that said ha- bad artist and she has it on the inside oh, of her wrist. That. And so it was like permission, yeah. like, you know, because I think again, like you put so much pressure, mm-hmm. you, me, we all put so much pressure on ourselves. Like same thing, I work with a lot of singers and songwriters mm-hmm. over the years and it's like the pressure to like write. And that's really like, so that for most people, for a lot of the singers, it was like, how can you like actually like create a good song was just like just start writing a song or like write a song every day or like you know like okay like just like yeah to like allow it to come out of you and then when you're not putting that pressure on this has to be the best drawing this has to be the best saying this has to be the best song you know and this one's gonna like make me a million dollars and be on the top five radio or like whatever Mm -hmm. then like releasing that pressure and so like allowing yourself to be a bad artist then like you're taking that pressure off yourself yeah. and like you're probably not a bad artist or like what's going to come out was probably like going to be great. And that yeah. can like, yeah, like you're saying, oh, I was this doodle, you know, what were you wanting? Is it, um, is it good? Is it going to perform well? Is it going to perform well? But you would shareable? said something about like, um, like even if like the drawing itself like looked, um, skills, skilled, yeah, which is like made me laugh because again, it's like, but I think even the like, what you are doing is such a unique, like it's a do you it's rock doodles, yeah. like you call yourself doodles, I know. I'm and that's so sort of a like fine artist, you know. Yeah. But it's like, of course, I get yeah. that you're like judging yourself, of that, but it's like even funny that it's like a doodle that you've even coined is like my brand is doodles, mm-hmm. and like still putting the pressure on yourself, like I oh, know. it's like this doodle, like I think it's a lot of that has to do with like having no training or anything. Like I'm like, who am I to say that I know how to draw? Because I. Like, I feel like I don't. I just do it. But I don't know. And sometimes, like, I am drawing a toaster and I look at a picture of a toaster to see what a toaster looks like. Like, I don't know what a freaking toaster looks like unless I look at it. And then I, my cousin's an artist and she's a fine artist. And she, same thing, she, like, she's like, yeah, of course I look at a picture of the person that I'm painting. 
Like, of course oh, you look at the toaster. Oh, okay. So I'm not cheating if I look at the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cheating if I look at the toaster. That's yeah. funny. Imposter syndrome is real. That's so funny. Yeah. So now, like, that you're having, you said, I don't know if that was before we started recording, you were, like, mm-hmm. saying this year has been, like, a big year for yeah. yourself and, like, yeah. personal yes. growth. This, like, well, so I had this health stuff that I mentioned, and that really brought me inward. I mean, I d- wasn't leaving the house. I was, like, also, I was single. I was alone. I was really just alone. So I spent a lot of time, like, figuring out what do what does Julia actually want? Who is Julia? Um, and I have, I'm in now in a relationship with someone who is like, I've never been able to talk, to communicate better with someone in my life. And so that is bringing out a lot because it's like, finally, I feel comfortable to communicate and, and share. So I'm realizing all this stuff about myself and our relationship. We talk a lot and are always like, digging and with each other so yeah like I was saying earlier about like feeling like I always have to be right or I put people in boxes and maybe I'm not always being myself because I I do the same thing to myself that I do to other people so yeah the last like even couple weeks have been a lot of a lot of that. We we just went on a road trip for my birthday and we rented a camper van and went up the coast all the way to San Francisco. And it was just the two of us talking the whole time. <laughs> so we did a lot of thinking. We were listening to um, Brene Brown on the way home and just talking about vulnerability. And we had, we spent some time with friends who I haven't seen in a long time. And I realized while we were with them, I was like trying to really control the conversation and who said what. And I was trying to shield. I was worried that my boyfriend is too much himself, that oh. it would make someone uncomfortable. He loves to like ask really like personal questions and he doesn't want to do like the bullshit like, hi, right. nice to meet you. He wants to talk about real stuff. And I was so worried it was going to make people uncomfortable, but that's like my favorite thing about him. Right. So the whole way home, we because had so this... you were meeting up with older like friends of yours from when you used to live yes. in San Francisco or something, yes. and f- friends that I don't I don't see a lot, so I don't know really I don't know what they're like act who they really are anymore. You know? Right. So you found yourself trying to like be like cover up your boy your life, like not like just be like steer him away yeah. or steer the conversation so that like it wouldn't be uh, too deep or yes. like so that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable yeah. and he literally said to me we were talk. i was admitting in front of them that i was uncomfortable so it was like a cool thing i was like i'm so uncomfortable right now i know i'm trying to like steer the conversation and he was like you're trying to put me in a box and i don't fit in this box i'm not going in it so just let me be myself and i was like okay all right sorry guys and was he meaning like you're putting me in a box so like we're only allowed to talk about these things or like he's like this you're not going to like him or no, like, like you- i was like only letting him talk about certain things yeah okay so the whole way home and we were he listening. was like i'm not having that yeah. like i need like i, I need just to be, myself. be able to say what exactly. i want to say and like yeah. exactly 
And and he said that in front of yeah, them too. And yeah. I mean, yeah, how did the, the friends the react? He's the most like open person. I yeah, mean, they, I sound like I love him. See, yeah, he would. <laughs> they could see it was coming from like a, a genuine place. We weren't arguing. Yeah, we but were, so that's what. How did they? They were. React they were saying, of course, yeah, like. You're, you're not making us uncomfortable. And I didn't believe them. I was like, that's huh. how much in my own thing I was. I was like, oh, I don't believe them, but whatever. Okay, fine. Interesting. Yeah. So then the whole drive home, we were listening to Brene Brown. And I was kind of had a moment of like, oh, my gosh. I was uncomfortable because I wasn't even comfortable being myself around right. them. And I was sad that I was realizing that these are people that are like my best friends. But I felt like I wasn't being really myself around them and why what am I so afraid of like if I really was myself am I afraid that they're gonna think I'm weird okay if they think I'm weird what what then who cares like what does that actually do to me nothing so I had this whole like the six hour drive back we talked all about this and then we got into a whole conversation about he said I'm really craving another couple like or some, some other people in our life where we can have these same conversations with like we really we have them with each other but not with other people so then we just started talking about well what does that where where do you meet those people <laughs> like how does that happen We're like it's definitely not like church or you know like that's like the opposite for us because i don't think i don't know my experience is you don't really feel accepted fully even though that's what they say I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm like a recovering <laughs> Catholic. I'm like, I do have a lot of friends, though, especially even in L.A. that go to like these different new evolutions of churches yeah. that seem like so, amazing for them. But I'm when I first yeah, moved, I have bad experience yeah. from church when, and religion. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great if you found a place you feel great, but I'm probably not going to go. Yeah. I mean, when I first moved to L.A., I was raised in like a non-denominational Christian home. And when I first moved to L.A., I got plugged in at a church here one of those new cool churches Uh and I met a lot of my friends and I it was really great for me at the time but I fully feel like I could never like talk about real stuff you know I couldn't Mm. be vulnerable it was like a feel Mm. good like oh this feels great this is like but it wasn't I don't know. That's one side of it. And then the other side of it is like actual belief. I'm a little. Right. Or is that just that you you had the fear of not being accepted if you did open up? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It could be either that they were not willing to go there. But then there's also that. And that even. I think it's both. Exactly. So then we started talking about this. And so now we've been talking for months about doing like a dinner series where we invite people that we know we can have these conversations with and we say here's the topic of the night i love that idea and then like the next week maybe or next month or whatever each person can invite someone that they think would be able to participate in the conversation so yeah we're gonna do it so amazing Really? You think yeah, so? Yeah, I think so, for sure. It's just Because like I also think that there are people out there that are willing and that are probably craving totally. that. But again, it's just like you often don't know that you want to have it until you have it. Exactly. And so you guys are now having this conversation, you know, but then you can make up, oh, nobody else wants this or wants to have this. But it's just, again, because we're not used to or you haven't been around people that are like exposed totally. to that. And then you just end up finding more and more people. And that might, some people might be uncomfortable at first. And then they might be like, oh, I love this. Or then they're going to be like, oh, never mind. But like, that's the like, great idea of like the dinner break. Because you could then sift out, okay, exactly. that person's like vibe, you know, or exactly. like maybe they weren't up for it. Or- and like we ver- we recognize there's 
other people like us that yeah. have these conversations, but there's just no like community for it. And community is such like a, I don't like that word because I don't know, but there's yeah. no, there's no, I for sure don't have a group where I know I can like have these leave feeling like I'm vibrating on another level and yeah. I've like grown, you know? So stay tuned for that. Yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, that's, yeah, I was sort of thinking about it because I've had many <laughs> like evolutions in my own life and times and I was also often touring. So I was like with a pe group of people and many of them were not like me mm -hmm. or thought like me, but I still like created bonds. And then like I still have friendships from like my first year of college and I've gone through evolutions with lots of people in my life. And then I did end up finding different, um, you know, communities. So I, I, I am good friends with the family that created Cafe Gratitude. Oh, wow. So I do know a lot yes. of people in community that we do go to different places. And so yeah. and I think that those relationships are now I've known those people for 10 years. And so mm -hmm. I have lots of different friends and even and then my relationships with those friends from college have, have evolved. And yeah, even this one relationship, this friend from college that over the years, I've gone through many different stages with her and I kept feeling like, uh, do I like need to stop being mm -hmm. friends with her and cut her out of my life? Because I notice energy and how I feel around people. And there's some friends that I'll spend like, I'll take you lunch with them. And I'm like, oh my God, it's already been three hours. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to leave people yeah. after I'm with them. I feel so great. And I'm like, okay, those are like my people. I mm -hmm. love those people. And then some people I would see and feel like drained afterwards and just feel like kind of heavy or confused. And, and sometimes even being like, oh, I kind of wish I had just stayed home. And it's hard because sometimes it's people you've known forever, too, and you feel, like, obligated. Yeah. To, yeah. And it also made me feel shitty to feel like that because then I felt like, am I judging that person? Am mm -hmm. I feeling like I'm better than them yep. or something? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And for me, I just had to, like, see, first of all, like, okay, no. Like, there's different people for different times in our life, for different stages. Some people are, like... I love this person at a party and we see him and I'm like, oh my God, I love you and I'm cheering you on. But mm -hmm. they're, maybe they're not my like one-on-one -on -one friend or like mm -hmm. group of girlfriends we go, you know, on a weekend together like that. So like mm -hmm. also seeing like different people in different places, like, you know, who are the people that I like really thrive on mm -hmm. having those deep conversations with or can show up and like really like go there with people. Yeah. But um, I, there were some people that I was going to cut out of my life because of how I felt around them or, you know, you hang out with people and you talk about everybody else you know oh did you hear about so-and-so did you hear about so-and-so and not even in a like negative gossipy way but that a lot of times that's what we do as people we get together and we hang out and then we'll like ask about each other's family yeah. and the friends and the mutual people that we know so it doesn't even feel like gossipy but it didn't feel good to me and I realized that was just like I don't know like I just didn't feel great when I was around this person mm. so I was like I just I think I'm just gonna have to like not be friends with her anymore like I'll still you know she'll be somebody I'll go to the party she's there I'll be nice to her but like one-on-one -on -one time no I think like I have to cut her out mm. and then I thought well what if I tried though allowing her like the same thing like I'm granting for myself that I'm now seeing, oh, I don't feel good when I talk about people and like, but she's just acting into an old pattern that we have that us humans have. So yeah. the next time I went to hang out with her in the conversation started to shift into checking in on every person that we've ever known at the same time or mm -hmm. whatever, just shifting it back to us and mm -hmm. in the present moment. And, and just, and I don't even know if it was like, sometimes it's like being like, oh, I don't want to like, let's just talk about this or like, uh, you know, sometimes I didn't even have to say, like, let's not talk about that. It was just shifting the conversation and it took a different energy. Yeah. And that person 
my relationship with that person has grown so much. And I still sometimes think like, do wait, do I like them? Do I want to like take time to meet up with them? Especially now being older and running business and have kids like time Mm -hmm. is more precious. Yeah. And recently I saw this person and I ended up like opening up with her and sharing something with her that I haven't said to anybody else like in my life ever like it was something I just recently admitted to myself and she was like there with me and like Mm. had the space for me because she's going through like something so I think that it's just there are people out there that want to reach into different areas of conversation and not maybe everybody will be ready for it at the same time but also like to what you were saying earlier of like you know you're putting yourself in a box you're putting other people in that box is like that we have this like, oh, I'm evolving, I'm changing, I'm shifting, I'm starting to realize what feels yeah, good who's to me. To say everyone isn't. Exactly. And that like, well, what if I like nudge this person and maybe yeah. they don't want to get and we just all are showing up in these old ways that we think we're supposed to be around people. Mm-hmm. I know. I definitely how we've known each other. Totally. I I realize I really compartmentalize my friendships and like I like you said, I have the people that I know that I can be myself around and then I almost like I become a different person around other people to cater to who like my relationship with them and what I think it looks like. So now that I'm realizing all this, I've like made a vow to myself. I'm just going to be my the same self around everyone. And if it makes someone uncomfortable, which is, I guess, my fear, which it's probably a little bit of an irrational fear, then it makes them uncomfortable. And if that's like not where our relationship is supposed to be right now, then that's okay. But Instead of putting all the pressure on myself to, because it's harder work to to not be yourself than it is to be yourself. You no, know? totally. It's like takes so much energy exactly. to try to like put on. A, okay, I'm yeah. supposed to act like poised or this one. Then with these people, I'm really funny or yeah. these people. Like, I can't. No, I'm just that. like I'm just gonna be myself. My birthday was the other day, and I went back and forth about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to celebrate, and I was like, I just want to be with people that I don't have to like. I don't want to put on a face for anyone. I don't want to pretend at all. So I ended up kind of last minute, I made a a very small list of people. And the rule was if I can be fully myself around them. Now I'm realizing, and I told everyone at dinner that I felt like I wasn't even being fully myself around all (laughs) them. I was like, sorry, guys, you're welcome. They didn't know what they were walking into. I made everyone talk about their love languages at dinner. (laughs) But I said, I said, I told everyone that I made the list based on who I felt like I could be myself around. But in the last few weeks, even I realized I wasn't even being myself around all of them fully or I was, there was a a couple people that I was a little nervous if I was really my real self who I am really only around like my boyfriend. And I even said this to my sister. There's things that I, moments where I feel like I'm not 100% myself around her because I'm worried about what she's going to think. So I told everyone this and I said, I'm just going to be myself from here on out. And I wrote everyone a card and I gave it to them at my birthday and said, like I literally put pen to paper and let whatever come out come out and some of it was a little brutal or a little just it was very honest but I just said I'm not I I can't pretend anymore I can't like tiptoe around your feelings I'll be kind and loving but I just need to be myself and like of course everyone's response is like so happy and so grateful and crying and like this is so amazing and it's like why don't we allow space for this more so that's what that's my goal for the next year. Just be myself and allow other people to surprise me, like I said earlier. 
Yeah. And so when you were like thinking like, okay, I just want to be myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can be myself around these people, like trying to figure out your list or even like writing the cards, that whole process. Like Mm -hmm. what did that feel like to you? Or what does it mean to not like, what did you feel like in the other relationships or previously? Like what did that feel like to you or look like? So one of the major things that I realized I do uh, recently, because my relationship with my boyfriend is, is pretty fresh. I, I'm so worried. I've done a lot of growing in the last couple of years and and in the last six months. And I'm so worried that people are going to think that he changed me. And so I don't like I don't show how I feel about him or talk about how I feel about him or I don't talk about like what I'm actually thinking about it. Some out there thought or I don't like on a day to day basis. We're talking about like, I don't know, we're constantly talking about when our ego is coming in and stuff like that and like you checking and each other's ego. Are. Yes. And I feel like I was in my head thinking I can't talk about, I can't be this real with any of my friends. They're going to think I'm crazy. Like what is an ego? What's your ego? Like, right. I don't know. So I, and then I, of course, like you said, I have relationships from college or high school or middle school where it's just checking in on other people or it's like, all we do is, I don't even know. Honestly, I I stopped. I didn't invite people for, that I've been friends with for a really long time who would like, I said, I went around the table and said, I think some of you might even be surprised that like you're invited over friends that you know you would expect me to have invited. But I just, they're like you said, they're just people where you feel safe with them and you feel like you can yourself so I invited them and I didn't invite the the close friends where it was it's more surface level now or I feel like I can't relate but I it's not like I'm gonna cut them out I just I needed that that night to be like no stress kind of thing but now I feel like I, I said this to you before we turned the mics on but I feel like I have a little bit of like a vulnerability hangover like I've been so honest in the last week with people I'm like oh my god I need a nap for like a week <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah but it feels really good and like yeah. freeing to just be myself like yeah you're probably like chiseling away at like this block yes. <laughs> you've been living it and it's like oh okay and it's like even though it feels good you're like it's it's a lot of it's energy lot. because also what you're doing now is like Okay, I just want to be myself, but but you're like figuring that out and sorting it out. And that takes so you're coming up against your old patterns yes. and then be like, nope, yes. not gonna take you. And so that it is like you're probably doing a lot of internal oh fighting and like yeah. you know, so it's like of course it's gonna be like exhausting and totally. stuff because it's it's easy to just fall back into totally habits. And, and I think my old my old self would want to like reintroduce myself to everyone. And it like I don't need to do that. I can just be myself, and what happens happens. If you reintroduced yourself, what would that? Be? <laughs> <laughs> like that's my that's my really like organized like type A personality. Like okay, guys, I just want to let you know, which I like, kind of did this at my birthday, but it was from a really like genuine place. But just want to let you know, I've been doing a lot of growth, and you might see some changes, and it's up to you if you want to go with them or not. <laughs> But no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. I can just be. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. I am like, it's happening as we speak. And so it's 
really cool, but it's exhausting. It's probably scary and uncomfortable. Yeah, but also like more exciting than anything because I'm like, wow, if I feel like this now, I can't imagine how a year from now I'll feel or like by the time I get married or have kids and it feels real good. I'm going to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, But also there's always going to be aspects of it of, you know, this sort of people pleasing or like, what should I say or all of like Mm -hmm. all of these things I think will always weigh on us. But you just get faster and faster at like sorting it out and like, wait, am I just like trying to do this for this person? Exactly, to please this like recognizing this to, like, the intention. That, but it's like, and then you just like walk around like feeling really free. Like, yeah. I just like, there's w- so much weight put yeah. on us when we're trying, oh, I gotta like, who am I around these people? I gotta try to this, or I can't say that because then what people think about me, it's like so much I know. weight and so much energy that we're constantly expanding, trying to like live into this version that we think people expect of us or like that would be more acceptable that makes me want to like really dissect my childhood or like what happened that made me this way and that's a whole other thing and yeah 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 I've done a lot of different um things and I've gotten like a lot of my root uh is that I was living my life a lot and I still you know, have the will lean on. I don't need you. Was basically, mm-hmm. I've lived a lot of my life. I don't yeah. need you. Yeah, like even in friendships, like I did, so I didn't allow people to support people. Mm-hmm. I was very like it served me well. Also, like that's the things we create these like you know things yeah. that serve us. And yeah. ways it made me be very independent and determined. Yeah, um, I, can I don't really need you. Like to get that. this by myself. Yes. Like you know, but I also was like so friendly and like helping people. So. Mm-hmm. But also was very closed off. And so a lot of people didn't know me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like I would be the person everybody leaned on. But then I'd be like, how come nobody's there for me? Because I never opened up to anybody. If anybody mm-hmm. asked me how I was, I'm great. What do you mean? I'm always great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so great. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about how hard things were mm-hmm. or like how hard it was to become a sound engineer. I'm so lucky. I've worked so hard, which I did. But like I didn't like talk about a lot of things. I didn't allow people to be there for me. It was yeah. just me. So what I don't need you. Oh, lots of things. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I mean, constantly internal, like looking at myself yeah. and things too. I think a lot of shattering when my father passed away suddenly. And mm. that's what was the like me leaving sound and taking the space that created me to create the joyologist that mm. actually started then going back on tour, working for artists, supporting them. Wow. Mentally and physically. And but that's also too is that I was touring with these people. Like I was living out my biggest dream, but they were legit living out their biggest dream, mm-hmm. like on stages around the world, singing their own songs where everything, mm-hmm. like everybody answered to them. Yeah. Had all the money, had even had amazing family relationships and love relationships. Like I would be with people who were like, there was very little like dysfunction that you could see, but still like they weren't like actually happy yeah. or feeling fulfilled or successful, yeah. bad mood, slam the door. And then everybody's walking on tiptoes because mm-hmm. the boss is upset. And I just like, so for me seeing all of that and then when my father passed away, it made me be like suddenly like I have to do more. Like I had been doing a lot of work on myself, but then his death made me stop and do more work on myself mm-hmm. and then want to be like, wake up world. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why are you like trying so hard? And like, why aren't you enjoying your life? Like, I'm working for this person that lives like the most amazing life and they're not enjoying. But that also is a part of it of like, everything is going to have its challenges. And that like, you know, I have the I Call Bullshit series. And one of the first ones I made was the quote, choose a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. That is 
bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Even today. Today was a day I would have rather stayed at home. Yeah. Like I was like, but like seeing, okay, well, why do I, okay, no, I do want to go to LA and do these podcasts because I love having these conversations and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, even this is my favorite thing to have these conversations and I love it. Yeah. But some days I wake, woke up and I was like, oh, I kind of wish I was just staying at home with my kids today. Of course. Yeah. And so like seeing that no matter what you choose to do with your life, no matter how much success you get, there's going to be days when you don't feel like doing it or yeah. the bad things are going to happen. Shitty things are still going to mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. You're still going to have doubts and fears and imposter syndrome and have to constantly overcome yeah. your own like mental stuff. I like what you said earlier. You just get a little quicker at overcoming you do them. you get yeah. faster and faster and that but also knowing like this is probably never gonna go away like i think releases because i think people put a lot of pressure on themselves that like oh, i just did this i fell back into this old pattern so i fucked up and like give up and they're hard on themselves and then make themselves wrong and then beat themselves up and mm -hmm. it's just like oh yep okay and like just get you know like constant self-compassion totally. also is key. totally, totally. constant self-compassion i know because we're so hard on ourselves yeah we are yeah. Okay. So that was, yeah. Anyway, so I live my life as I don't need you. And then I recently actually just discovered that I think what created that is that I must have growing up and I don't have, some people have an exact instant they can pinpoint. I don't have an exact instant, but that really what created that is that I've always believed and still struggle with nobody cares about me mm. so i don't need you mm, yeah <laughs> so i've always lived into nobody cares about me which mm. is like i'm not enough nobody mm -hmm. cares about me so then i have lived my life as if i don't need you mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but at That's the bottom so of everything that i do in constant doubt nobody cares nobody cares about me <laughs> i mean that, that's like i feel like the number one thing that all of us feel and no one <laughs> talks about it right yeah. i mean my thing is a little different it's that no i think no one i don't trust anyone because i think no one i guess it is no one cares or no one will like feeling nobody will be there for yeah. you or nobody will fix it for exactly. you exactly like, like i've always had i i do remember a couple instances from my childhood where i had to do something that I probably as a child shouldn't have had to do because the adults in my life weren't doing it. And so I'm always like, if you want something done, you have to do it yourself. Like, so you no can't rely on anybody else. Exactly. But why can't I rely on anyone else? Probably because I think no one cares about me. I mean, it's all the same. We all think we're like not yeah. good enough. Well, that's what it is all in that. Yeah. And so then that nobody cares about me is then and I am not enough. So that's so now though, because I've I'm able to like see these things and name it that a lot of times I can catch myself yes. in, mm -hmm. oh, this is me being stuck in like an I am not enough story. It's your pain body. And like then being like, and then I can, and I, I do like talk about it. I'll reach out and I'll be like, hi, I'm making up this story that we're not friends anymore. Or, like you didn't invite me to that thing or I don't, we haven't seen each other in a while because you don't like me. It's like, I'm not enough or like whatever it can be like, but like sometimes it's just me being like, oh, this is me living into that. And sometimes mm -hmm. I need to like talk about it and yeah. I will again have, I I'll have uncomfortable that. conversations. <laughs> I love that. I'm really trying to and, lean into that one. And it is so uncomfortable, but the other person is always like, thank you for like saying this because it also then allows that because then they end up usually sharing yes. something like that they're going through and yeah. so that it's like in us making the space of having these somewhat uncomfortable comfortable conversations then we're like again like sh shining the light for someone else totally. to be able to step in totally. like me about to cut that front of my life and then being like what if i just start shifting the conversation and yeah. then like you know 
that it's like it's challenging. It's challenging to always still ask the questions mm-hmm. that I fear that I'll look stupid from back mm-hmm. in the day. But it's again, it's usually like people like being asked things too. Like yeah. as much as they don't, then it's like seeing like, oh, how can you help me? And yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I'm all for saying the things, I love <laughs> doing it. the things, asking the things. <laughs> oh, I'm learning too also. And I've been loving now, like as we've had this conversation, I now see why you chose the keychain that you did, that yes. you've been like <laughs> playing with a little bit as we were talking. So what keychain did you choose and why? Yes. So I chose, it says the only judge of me is me. And I think after this conversation, it makes perfect sense. But just a reminder to myself that I I think I'm not being myself because I'm holding back because I'm worried about judgment from other people. So at the end of the day, the only person that gets to judge me is me. And if I remember that, then I can just be myself all the time as long as I'm proud of who that person is. Yeah. And that's um that's a big one for me. And I love to talk about that too. And mm-hmm. I have different ways to look at it. But one of the things that I've really noticed is that a judgment can't have power over me unless it's something I believe to be true about myself. Wow. So, and yes. a lot of times we are living into judgments that we make up other people will have of us. Yes. If I act like this, they're going to think I'm crazy. If I say this, if I do this, people are going to think that. And that could be true based on like how those people have responded to this past, but all of that is in our own heads. And so it's wow. just us judging ourselves. Wow. That it's me. I'm not enough. I'm people aren't gonna accept me if I'm myself. I must not be lovable. I'm not enough. Like that it's when we're f- afraid of being judged, we're just actually judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when you can see that and remember, well, judgment only has power over me if it's something I believe to be true, then you can see, oh, is that something I believe to be true about yeah. myself? And then ask, like, do I wanna believe that? Like, yeah. do I wanna believe that people are not gonna accept me if I'm myself? Cause some people might not. Mm-hmm. but like no I believe there's people out there that will and those are the people I want to be like you know so it allows totally. you to like just that naming and seeing oh this is me yes all that matters is my own judgment yeah because some people might some people judgment is also real yes and some people might not accept you yeah. or they might act differently okay. around you and they don't need to be in and that, that does it has to be okay and then to realize well okay that's how they feel but that's not how I feel about myself mm. and that they also might come back around but like again if you the judgment can't have weight over you. It can still suck and hurt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like it has a different energy. If you're realizing, I don't have to feel bad about that. Yeah, because it can they just don't. Be that's thing. their thing, exactly. And maybe they'll work through it, and maybe we'll we'll be friends, or maybe we won't be friends. But like, do I want to be friends with somebody that isn't gonna like accept mm-hmm. me as myself or like that? So true. So yeah. So it's a really like yeah. A judgment can only have power over you if it's something you believe to be true about yourself. I and love so that. it's I'm constantly remembering. Constantly reminding yourself that, then it helps you to be like, well, what am I? I'm the one right now. It's me in my mm-hmm. head, usually, mm-hmm. is the hardest yep. judgments I think that we face. For sure. <laughs> so, is this what I want to believe about myself? What do I want to believe? I want to believe that people accept me as I am. Mm-hmm. I-, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's my um, main thing with the only judge me is me. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, okay. So that's a question I ask everybody. Another one is what is something that you do to raise your joy levels? Or like I said today, like, oh, I love that I get to do podcasts, but I was kind of like, oh, I have to drive to LA today. I kind of wish I was staying home. Like something you do to shift your mood, shift your attitude, whether it's like a thought or like, oh, I drink coffee. I go for a walk. I listen to music, like something that you do to like shift your. 
I, 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 this is so weird. I love to clean. Oh. And, but I love to, I have to set the mood. I have to like open the windows, light candles, put music on. It sounds like I'm setting the mood for something else. But I, I mean, I guess I don't have to clean, but I like to be in a clean space. So if it's not clean, then I need to clean. But I love to be alone. Like, I love to be alone, listening to music, windows open, fresh air, and journaling. Mm. I love journaling. Yeah. 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 So. so good. But I really like, I think the key is being alone. That's how I like yeah, recollect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's big for me too. Yeah. Even if it's just like a couple minutes. Because yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah, I have toddlers. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's even like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed with them, I don't. There's been times when it's just like, let's go play outside, and I'll just lay at the gr- in the grass and stare at the sky for like yeah. a minute, and like it's just like this reset of like, yes, okay, just breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Or dance, put on a music, good and be like, we're having a dance party, everybody, we're having a dance party. <laughs> You're like, like, I need a dance party. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are like, no, I don't want to. They're like, no, we're having a dance party. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They used to be all for it, and now my oldest one's like, no. And I'm like, I, Sorry, we are having, having a dance it. party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. You are not the boss of me, <laughs> but you kind of are. <laughs> oh, I have very strong-willed two-year-old and four-year-old daughters. I love it. You're raising <laughs> but them I'm like, right. Yeah, but I'm also like, oh, of course you guys are very yeah. strong-willed. Yes, <laughs> they're your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, last questions okay. are, I ask everyone how to apply this thought to their life of what is easiest for me is not always what is best for me. And this can show up in many ways, but seeing like, oh, what's easiest for me, and it can be like following into this habit, or what's easiest for me is to feel like I can't be myself, what's yeah. best for me. Well, for sure, like on a deeper level, I'm realizing that one, being myself, but, or not being myself, but. To bring it back to rock doodles, what's not what's easiest what's easiest for me, for me is not always best for me is for sure I work from home and so like getting out of the house, getting dressed, getting ready as if I'm like going to a job is like the hardest thing for me to do. But I it's like always the best thing when I do it. So even when you, like when you're working at home, but to to get up it, or not work at home, like so many. I, I belong to like a private members club oh, yeah. working space where I could be working at every day, but it's so much easier to just sit on the couch Got and like it. turn the TV on. Sometimes I'm like working with the TV in the background. So yeah, for me being like really disciplined in where where I work and just how like how I work, I guess, is not always easiest, but it's best yes <laughs> <laughs> all right and the last question is the name of the podcast is claim it which means for me that as i've mentioned you can be the most successful person in the world living your dream but that doesn't mean that you will feel successful that you'll feel mm. worthy that you'll feel enough that mm. you'll feel joy mm-hmm. and so that i feel it's up to us to claim it mm. that we have to claim our worth to mm. claim our value to claim enoughness it's not out there somewhere yep. that you won't feel it Unless yep. you are the one being like, yes, I am this. Yes, mm-hmm. I have this. Mm-hmm. Not even not, not dependent on what your job or money or bank or house yeah. or what you look like. You can be a mm-hmm. mess in your bed and still claim I am enough or whatever. Yes. So what are you claiming for yourself? Okay. This is a good one. 
How many things can I say? You can say as many as you want. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a one word. Okay. Some people just say some word and... Yes. Okay. Well, for sure, I claim that I am a smart business owner, entrepreneur. Yes. And personally, I claim that I am open and... um. And I, wow, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself on this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I need to claim that I'm open and like I am open to feedback because that is, I, we didn't even touch on that, but that's a whole thing for me. Oh. I'm open, I'm receptive to, to help and feedback. Yeah. Okay. Claiming that. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for talking Thank with this me so and sharing cool. so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. To find more about Julia and her Rock Doodles brand, you can go to rockdoodles.com at rockdoodles on Instagram. And she also has a personal account at Julia Rockowitz. All the links are below here. And to get full show notes and links, go to yourdrialgist.com slash podcast. For all things me, you can go to yourdrialgist.com and find me at yourdrialgist on Instagram and my products are at yourdrialgist shop. Make sure to download my daily inspiration app. It's called Own Your Awesome in the Google Play and the Apple App Stores. And I love to hear from you. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. And if you do, send me a screenshot to podcast at yourdrialgist.com and I'll send you a little gift box product line. And um, yeah, let's leave with the final thought for the day being you are what you believe to be true about yourself. What do you want to believe to be true about yourself? Think about it. It could be I'm a good person. It could be I'm a badass. It could be I am worthy of my dreams. So create your own affirmation basically by asking yourself, what do I want to believe about myself? And then like state it loud, yell it for yourself with maybe pump your arms. <laughs> you can send it to me in a DM, all caps. <laughs> I want to know, what do you want to believe about yourself? State it and then call yourself into it. All right.